Welcome back to the Passion and Persistence Podcast. I'm your host, Elena Mitchell, and tonight is a bonus episode from Season 2 featuring Chef Chris Martin from Savor the Passion. That's what I want to do. I want to help as many people as I possibly can. Best way I can do that? Help generations that aren't even born yet. Generations and generations and generations where the generation before them isn't even born yet. Right. And you do that by planting the seed, by just getting step-by-step, getting something done is mulling that garden ready for harvest, you know, and Mm -hmm. harvest doesn't have to come when we're alive. We're building something so much bigger than ourselves and this life we're living right now, like you said, for the future generations. And I believe anybody listening right now or watching in the future needs to remember that like he said, your goals can be big, hairy, audacious goals that take you almost forever to accomplish, but it doesn't have to happen overnight. And you're changing the world with every step that you take towards that goal. And you can always pass the torch on to somebody else, right? Whether it be your kids, your best friend, your wife in the future, whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. you don't have to get it done alone, but getting the steps taken. So key. So key. So I'm really proud Thank you. One thing I do want to clarify, you should, you need to have a BHAG, right? You, everybody should have one, right? But that doesn't mean, more importantly, is you need to have small goals. Attainable goals in between. Exactly. Yeah. Small, that way you can get little hits of success for one. And there's no way that you're just going to go from zero to a thousand. It's not going to happen. I don't care what you're doing. And if you can, if you can. Again, it's too small of a goal, right? But you should have a bunch of tiny ones. Like the day I decided, the, the day I wrote down that sentence, right? And I figured out the words and I put them in the right order. The very next day, I was introduced to somebody who effectively is an air traffic controller for satellites and a, a software engineer that has experience working with lasers, scanning, and robotics. Wow. Like two, two of the main people I'll need in the future, I yes. met the day after I decided what my goal was. Isn't that amazing? And that is by simply speaking or doing anything you need to do to make your goals come true, speaking it into existence, taking a step in that direction, telling your friend your idea, whatever the case may be, that creates an effect in the universe to bring those people to you. This is scientifically proven to anybody listening or watching. Everything around us is energy. I don't care who wants to debate that. The (laughs) words we speak, the actions we take, even the energy we have inside of our emotions, it's causing a ripple effect and everything comes back around. So Super cool to hear your testament that you set set this goal and then somebody came into the picture to help you attain that goal one day. That is amazing. And people don't realize how often that may happen in their life because maybe they're not paying attention. They're distracted through whatever social media, watching too much TV, not listening to the hints that these people coming into their lives are giving them. So Super important, you guys, pay attention. Open your eyes and see the signs in front of you because they're there. Any goal you have, the people that you need help with will come into your life um, when the time is right. So that's super, super exciting to hear you say. So tell me a little bit about what passion is to you. Passion to me is the most important thing you could possibly have. 
I, I think. Um, passion can bring everything else. If you, if you have passion for one thing, everything else you can get. You don't have drive yet? Cool. If you have a passion for something, the drive will come. You don't have motivation yet? If you have passion for something, you're going to do it. And motivation is a direct result of action. Uh, you, don't have, you don't have skills yet? Cool. I sucked at cooking when I started. I was awful. <laughs> it was so bad. I burned, my, I burned myself at least three times for like my first eight days. And I was working at McDonald's, all right? And I burned myself over and over and over and over. And I would come home. I'd be like, yep, burn myself again. And my mom would eventually, look, I'm like my eighth or ninth day, my mom would look at me and she's like, are you sure this is for you? Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is what I do. Yes, you're not going to start out being great at anything. I too sucked at art. I could not even draw a stick figure when I started. <laughs> but it's the fact that you're going to keep learning no matter how hard it is or how much time it takes, right? That's what passion does to you. It never lets you stop. It's some sort of fire that we have inside. Almost naturally, we're drawn to these passions of ours, right? So would you say yeah. that when did you know that you were passionate about being in a kitchen? Oh, I got, I got so lucky. Uh, I, in most cases, I, I will get really upset if somebody says I got lucky about something, except for in that. In that, I got extremely lucky because I, again, my Nana, she was the first one to teach me how to cook anything, right? I was like nine or 10 years old. I would scramble eggs and I would cut ham and onions and I would put it in a little souffle cup and we would put it in a microwave and I would get a little souffle, right? With some eggs and some milk. And I'd get a little thing like, ah, oh, that's so amazing. Look at what it did, right? <laughs> I was like, I was so pumped. And uh, so I think that was the moment where I, I, it, it started, right? As a kid, yeah, yeah, that was, that was the seed that you were talking about, right? It's just kind of doop, doop, little, little bit of dirt, little bit of dirt, right? Just a little, right? And uh that, that was the first bit, right? So that, that was the moment where, I, and I was always the kid where if you're in the kitchen, I am too. Like if you open the drawer, I'm leaving my room and I'm like, hey, what you doing? And I, and I wasn't like looking this far. I was the kid that you're tripping on over and over. Like get, get out of the kitchen. I was that kid, right? And, and I would get out. Sure, I would leave the kitchen and I would sit on the stool right outside the kitchen. I just sit there. Just doing one of these, just watching, watching everything you did. And that was the, that was the beginning. But the, the moment where I knew that food is what I wanted to be around and cooking is what I wanted to do. Again, I was working at McDonald's. I was like 16 or 17. I don't know, whatever. And there, they have this clam, right? So, so you have a hot, you have a hot grill and that's where you put your burgers and then this other really hot thing would go down and it cook it and lift up, right? And one day I was standing in front of it and the shell lifted up and I was looking and all the burgers are all shiny and they're popping and they look freaking beautiful. And I would look up the window and I would look up the window and there was somebody there and it was just this one particular time. It was all shiny and I looked up and I saw somebody looking through the window they smiled as they turned around and walked away. So the first thing that I thought was, this made people happy. And that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to make people happy. And that was that instant. I went, yep, this is what I want to do. And since then, I mean, I've been in so many kitchens. I mean, 
that, that was the only fast food place I worked and I've been in scratch kitchens and blah, blah, blah. It, after that, it was over with like cooking is all I was going to do. Uh, I've, I've had three other jobs in other industries and they were just for money and I hated it. I did it for a week or two, but that was about it. Hold on, my I absolutely love your story. Everything that you said, so on point. And I think that everybody that tunes into this episode can pull out some really key facts here that we just uncovered. Whether you already knew this, whether you're being reminded of this today, whether you needed this message, here it is. You can have big, audacious, what was the term you used? BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goals. Yes. You can totally have those. You deserve to have those. But what you need to get those done are small, attainable goals along the way, without a doubt. Um, now, Chris, you also introduced to me a few organizational tips, right? Yeah. You're really good at being organized. So tell me a little bit about how you get organized. Sure, sure. So one thing that's super important is compartmentalizing. Right, that's super, super important. No, nothing else matters more than compartmentalizing. And when I say that, what I mean is you need to be able to separate like, okay, these are my professional goals. These are my personal goals. And then I'll say these are my social goals, right? So business goals, we all understand that, right? Uh, this is what I want to do with my career. Uh, this is how much money I want to make. These are blah, 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 right? This, we all get that. Then there's personal goals, right? And actually, I'm going to save that one for last because I think that one's most important, although there's arguments for otherwise. There's social goals. Social goals are things like your family, your friends. Uh, what do you want to do to contribute to your community, right? The, mm -hmm. and, and your community isn't necessarily – that's one of the best things about the Internet. Your community, your outreach isn't limited just by your geographic location anymore. Your, your physical location is pretty much irrelevant. If you have access to the internet, almost entirely irrelevant. Unless your service requires that you be there in person to touch, handle, whatever. Unless you follow under that, your location is completely irrelevant. Which is why I say social may be more important. You can't help anybody if you don't take care of yourself. Take care of number one then you can help others. Put your oxygen mask on first, then worry about other people. Absolutely. That's why as much as I work, because I, I work 16, 17 hours a day, every day for as long as I can remember by a vast majority, vast, vast majority. But I'll also take a little time, an hour, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, sometimes five minutes in a day, to just do one thing that just makes me happy. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's spending time with my guitar. Maybe it's just practicing jujitsu or Muay Thai, which I try to do whenever I can. Uh, maybe it's playing video games. Whatever it is, just a little time where I can just go and hopefully not think about something. And I'm just doing something for me. Nobody else. Nobody else in mind. Me. Right. That's yes. And it's so important to recharge. You can only give so much before you're 
have to give back to yourself in some way. So super, super important, you guys. Pay attention to that tip. So here, let's bring it back to the key points here. Um, definitely set those big goals. Set yourself small attainable goals in between and get yourself organized to get on a fast track to attaining those goals. I am the first to admit that I'm so unorganized on the back end of my life and sometimes even in business side of things and getting the right tools, the right procedures and processes in place is going to fast track you to get you to where you need to go. So pay attention to that tip, you guys. Also, understanding that putting your goals out into the universe, whether it be talking about it, writing it out, it helps to bring the right people or tools into your path to help you get it done. This is scientifically proven. Go and Google it, you guys. I'm not just talking woo spiritual stuff here. Um, speaking of spirituality, are you spiritual at all? And what would you have to say about that topic? I do think that the same way that people refer to God, I refer to the universe. You need, we all need to believe in something. Because if you don't, what are you going to do during the hard times, right? What, 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 is, what, is, what are you turning towards? Right. Yourself? You right. should. Depend on yourself. But understand that there are other forces that help. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So I would say to your point is there's a lot of science now that proves the theory of prayer and why it works. So prayer and terms and God and universe, it's all just worldly titles. And the only way that we have to communicate um, the things that we're experiencing that can't always be seen, okay? So those terms are just dividers and um, so interchangeable. Whether you're praying to God, whether you're praying to the universe, whether you're just saying, I hope this happens, that too is in sense of prayer. So those terms being put out, scientifically it's proven, like I was saying earlier, you're creating a ripple into the universe. So that is why... Um, prayer does work for some people. It's the belief behind the prayer and saying, I know this is going to happen because I have faith. Whether that faith is in the term God or the term universe or Buddha or whatever you believe in, anybody watching right now, I have nothing against anyone's beliefs. I believe that you are perfectly created to have your belief system to help whatever part of this world you're meant to help. That's why you are who you are. You're perfectly created to be that person in this world. Um, so yeah, that's all I want to say about that to anybody watching that might be feeling unsure about the spiritual side of things or the terms we're using here. Don't get scared off. We love you no matter what you believe in. <laughs> and yeah. it's cool to understand the science behind it. Very, very cool. Well, I can't thank you enough for having this conversation with me. I know we kind of dragged, I dragged it out a long time because I had a million questions for you. I think you have a brilliant mind and I'm super honored to be able to sit down and have such an in-depth conversation with the things that you believe in and the things that you're working on. And I know that people listening or watching this episode are going to find so much value in the tips that you were able to share. And even just um, the relatability that they'll have to you to having that seed planted and continuing to water it throughout their life to reach those big audacious goals. <laughs> One thing that I'd say is super important is write it down. Write it Don't down. Don't just have it in your head. Write it down and put it somewhere where you can see it all the time. That's, that's so important. Absolutely. I agree a thousand percent. 
Well, thank you so much, Chris, for taking the time to be here on this podcast. And for everybody watching, how can they follow your journey or learn more about you? Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram under Comey Chef Chris. For those who are curious, Comey means learning. Never stop learning. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com backslash savor the passion. Awesome. And I love the name of your business, by the way. Passion is everything. And I cannot thank you enough for being a part of the Passion and Persistence podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it, Elena. Thank you, Chris. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Passion and Persistence podcast. We have another bonus episode with special guest Brad DeMint dropping tomorrow. So stay tuned.